Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, hi listeners. I am Satya Sontanam from Mint's personal finance team. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money. In this episode, let's understand how mutual funds are using covered call strategies to generate additional income. You must be wondering what this covered call strategy is. Before going to that, we must know what a call option is in the stock market. For those who are not aware, call option is a derivative instrument that gives the buyer a right to buy the stock in the future at a predetermined price. Take an example of Reliance Industries stock which is currently trading at 2600 rupees. Let us say you and me enter into a call option contract on this stock at a strike price of 3000 rupees. You are the option buyer and i am the option seller for selling this contract to you you paid me some amount called option premium of 10 rupees say on the expiry day the stock price went to 3200 rupees you will exercise the option and i will have to oblige it you will buy the stock from me at 3000 rupees so 200 rupees is your profit which is my loss in the other scenario if the market price on expiry day is less than 3000 rupees you won't exercise the option because you can buy the stock in the market at a lower price right in this case i don't have to sell any stock to you the option premium of 10 rupees you paid me at the beginning of the contract is my income this is how call option works in the covered call option nothing changes for the option buyer but i as a call option seller short sell a stock that i already hold in my portfolio not clear enough we have rana kankar research head and co-fund manager of parag parik mutual fund to explain what it is and how they are using it in their fund hi welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth So let's get started on your money journey. Hi Ranak, welcome to Why Not Win Money. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi Satya, good morning. Thank you for inviting me. Uh Ranak, you know we usually come across the terms like call option, put option and futures in the trading parlance. Uh we understand covered call is also something to do with derivatives. Could you explain to our listeners what exactly a covered call is? I think let's zoom out a little bit as to why derivatives instruments exist in the first place. The whole idea behind having a derivatives instruments is to manage the uncertainty of the price volatility in the future, right? So if you have a derivatives instrument, you're using it to hedge your portfolio allocation to that particular stock, or it can be any commodity. So this applies to all sorts of derivatives, commodities, whatever uh, tradable securities are there in the market. But in this case, we're talking about equities. So this is a hedging strategy. you are not trading or you are speculating based on what price will be although people in the market can do that but in this case i think the whole principle of derivatives is to allow hedging of the price because you don't know what the future price will be and for example a person who uh, is going to buy the call option in this case has to pay something called as a premium now that premium is essentially a market determined number there is a specific formula to calculate premium i will not go into too much technical details but there is a formula for calculating the premium or to estimate the value of that premium is going to be and the person who wants to participate in this to buy the call option has to pay that premium 
and the person who writes the call option or sells the call option receives this premium now at the end of the month so for example it's a monthly contract and somebody who buys a call option for the period of their one month has paid the premium and at the end of the call options expiry which is at the end of every month uh, the price does not reach the uh, strike price as per the options contract it is below the strike price then uh, this option will expire without exercising now in this case the premium that was paid has to be forfeit by the person who has purchased the call option and the person who has sold the call option earns that premium that's a benefit that premium for them that's the benefit for them yeah so it's an additional source of income in case you already own the shares in, which is called a covered call it's an additional source of income for those who own the shares and who are selling call options at a specific strike price in the future strike price so what is the risk for the option seller here for the option seller there are two risks potential risks one risk is of course the mark to market value of the option premium which keeps fluctuating based on the stock price and other market volatility indicators there is another risk which is the opportunity loss now for example uh, you would have written a covered call on say a small fraction of your holding and the stock price exceeds the uh, strike price in the future so for example the strike price in our previous example was 1100 say the uh, stock price goes to 1300 now in that case uh, the uh, seller of the call option will have to forfeit those shares will have to sell those shares at a predetermined price of 1100 that means the 200 rupee gain which otherwise the stock would have had in the portfolio has to be foregone now to remind you uh, this was a small fraction of the uh, ownership which was written under a covered call so the rest of the portfolio which has the uh, residual stock which is not written into the call option that enjoys the benefit of the price appreciation but for the small amount of quantity for which the options were written uh, that has to be sold at a lower price than the market price that is the opportunity loss so are there any uh, regulatory measures or the limits of the ceiling to what extent a covered call can be written yeah so i think just to give a historical context of why we are talking about this today i think somewhere in january 2019 uh, sebi allowed uh, mutual fund schemes to uh, write covered call options and uh, un- the underlying holdings that they have uh, to the extent of 15% of the equity aum of the fund or the scheme and from a individual stock perspective which you have in the fund there is a limit of 30% so at any given point the scheme cannot exceed 15% of the equity aum of the scheme or 30% of the underlying stock so on the other side you can imagine 70% of the stock position uh, will not have any bearing to do with what the covered call strategy is only the extent of 30% will be affected if you write it to the full extent that is so this scheme uh, this uh, enable this enablement was done by sebi somewhere in 2019 january and uh, particularly from ppfs point of view we enabled this provision uh, i think in october 2020 uh, so since then we have been testing different strategies seeing how it works how the market operates what sort of margin requirements we have what are the right strike prices to write a covered call option and so on and so forth understand uh ranak uh, i have also gone through the ppfs flexicap portfolio disclosures where it is mentioned how many contracts that the fund house has entered into uh, the covered call strategies i've noticed that uh, it has a lot of contracts have been entered only in the last one year say suppose 
you know in march may 2021 there are very few contracts like about nine contracts have been entered but in june 2022 there have been about 13000 uh, contracts entered it's not just uh, limited to ppfas there are also other fund houses which have enabled or implementing this covered call strategy only in the last few months why do you think this so sure so firstly uh, right we have the right to have this strategy open for our investors through the scheme but it's not necessary that every month there will be some option to be sold because there are other volatility indicators so for example there is a concept called as implied volatility which determines the movement of the option premium uh, in the market it's a technical detail which gets calculated in the in part of that options pricing formula but that is a very important indicator sometimes to see whether it's a good time to write an option see the idea behind writing a covered call is when you believe that the stock price is going to be range bound for a long period of time or at least in the near month period you don't anticipate a very sharp up move in that particular stock because there may not be any corporate action the results may have already uh, come out or the stock is doing just okay the business performing steadily there is no additional news flow that will uh, let the stock price go up dramatically so this is a very short term understanding or expectation that the stock price will remain in a certain band based on which we will select a strike price based on our understanding where the strike price will be now for some periods of time the strike price that we think is appropriate may not have a reasonable premium that we are going to earn by selling the call option so if the premium is very low then this exercise of writing the stock writing the call option may not be as rewarding so you have to always balance that as to what our expectations are as to how much return do we see based on premium how much quantity of the option can be written because the option also has a volume just like a stock stock has a volume in the market of buyers and sellers even in the options market there is a volume of buyers and sellers that uh, plays into picture so we also need to look at those things so maybe because of the market volatility uh, the option premiums in the past uh, we have seen as a trend that whenever the volatility is very high you suddenly start seeing the options premium going up so in this case maybe the premiums were very attractive hence most teams or even us would have participated more also we have been testing this so it's not something where we wanted to jump in headlong without understanding uh, the parameters with which we have to operate so of course the regulatory limits are a good safeguard but even internally we need to understand how this uh, market actually works what happens when the option gets called what is the process for the transaction to go through what are the operational parameters what are the market related operate so what are the opportunity loss that we might face will we be able to buy back those shares at a lower price in the future so all these considerations have to come in and hence uh, the options writing volume would have been increased over the past few months sure when somebody is writing a call option they expect that the price of the stock will be range bound or fall in the near future so uh, in the last few months there's been a sideways market you know in india or globally also so is is that something to do with the increased volumes in the last few months that depends on each and every scheme's uh, choice of writing but when like i said when we see the options premium that we earn is in a reasonable range of expected return for example if we see a, a good rate of return over a period of time for a particular stock consistently month on month then it makes sense to uh, write the option at that particular point if the premium is not as per our desired number then we will sit it out we don't have to write an option understand understand so um to what extent are these covered calls are actually helping the mutual funds to generate additional returns maybe uh, you can talk about uh, ppfas you know derivatives is considered to be risky so for the risk that the fund houses are taking is it commensurate uh, you know commensurate return has been uh, being earned by the fund house 
Sure. I think the most important risk which I mentioned earlier as well is the opportunity loss in the particular stock. So if we intend to hold the stock for a long period of time, then we prematurely have to sell something at a profit, of course, but at an earlier state, at a lower price. So, for example, we think that some the XYZ stock, which we thought was a thousand rupees today, may become two thousand rupees in the future. Uh, but because we wrote an option, uh, say for one one zero zero, we have to exercise because the price moved about the strike price of one one zero zero. So then we sold something which we thought might go up in value over a period of time. That's one of the biggest opportunity loss that happens is over there. But on the other hand, uh, whenever we write a covered call option, we actually end up benefiting. So first. the thing we earn is the premium from the option now in this case the premium earned if the option goes unexercised at the end of the period of the option then we have retained the premium so that's an additional income that we have generated and we also hold the underlying stock in the portfolio since it was never exercised we did not have to sell anything and we still retain the underlying stock in the portfolio that allows us to participate in the same contract in the next month so we can always write keep on writing premiums on the shares that we own to the extent of the regulatory limits and we keep recouping the premiums over a period of time in a event when uh, some shares do get exercised when the option is above so the share price is above the uh, strike price that we have written an option on uh, then it gets exercised and we book that profit for that small quantity of shares that we have sold now it can be looked at like any other selling so for example we wanted to book a little bit of profit if the uh, portfolio stock is uh, threatening to breach the regulatory limit of say 10% of the uh, equity schemes allocation for individual stocks then it actually helps us because we are able to sell it at a predetermined price at a profit from what we have written the stock so i think net net it's going to be positive although the risk is opportunity loss that i think and also the volatility in the options premium gets captured in the nav but it's a very small portion which affects the nav I think the bigger impact on the NAV will be the stock price movement in the overall portfolio. But it will be a very small impact of the premium volatility that happens in the market. Biggest risk I would say is the opportunity loss, but yeah. in the end, net net we are benefiting by right get earning the premium uh, on the stock at the same time selling it at a predetermined profit. Uh, but the opportunity loss could be very huge, right? Because if the stock price keeps going upwards, and uh, your uh, the stock on which you have written a call option, so the opportunity loss could be very huge as well. That assumes if the stock price also moves quite dramatically. Yeah, because you know when we talk to uh, some of the other industry players, they also say that you know maybe ten uh, out of the twelve times that people write call options, they may be successful, but you know that one time or the two times that they do not succeed, the opportunity loss or the you know if if it's just a call option, writing a call option, the loss could be much much higher. So I'm just wondering uh, whether so when it, you say it's a loss, we have to think it's an opportunity loss. It's not like an actual loss of cash that is going out. so yeah. of course we lose the opportunity of making the profit on say for example if we write up to 30% of the entire quantity okay. and under 30% of the quantity that opportunity loss is very real but sure. on the rest of the 70% you've actually earned uh, a notional profit right because the 70% is not touched it is I still see. in your portfolio so that the value of that 70% will also go up based on the current uh, stock price understand understand so Uh, for the time that uh, mutual funds are investing on taking trading calls because this also takes a lot of time right mm -hmm. so uh, a general understanding is why can't this time spent on understanding the fundamentals or the you know investment strategy that the fund is following uh, then um, you know 
investing time in the trading calls which can generate only a few basis points to the overall return for sure i think it's an important question uh, any see for example if uh, the regulators have allowed any activity by the mutual fund scheme especially from a hedging point of view it's an additional tool that has been given to our benefit right so in the past uh, if you also remember regulators also allowed uh, the mutual fund schemes to invest in reits or invits in the mutual fund portfolio that is another tool in our uh, toolkit to earn additional return now the role of the mutual fund scheme is to keep generating return uh, on an absolute basis as well as relative basis over a long period of time so if we have an additional tool to generate some additional income i think it's a good thing if the risks are capped at a certain level now what are the capped risks over here Uh, that is at a portfolio level 15% of the overall portfolio of equity portfolio is the cap that is there so at any given point no mutual fund scheme can exceed the 15% limit okay so the tactically we are capped at over at a stock specific level 30% limit is there so we will never exceed 30% limit uh, secondly to your point of why this activity should be done i think it's a tactical uh, move so for example if you are able to get additional return by doing very minimal effort Now, it does not require any effort over here. You just need to determine what strike price you want to sell at, uh, and just execute the order like you execute any other order. Bulk of the time that any uh, mutual fund scheme uh, fund manager or the research team will spend will be on finding long-term opportunities. And in this case, many of the portfolio stocks will be long-term oriented ideas. It will not be an idea which is we are going to buy this only for a covered call strategy. We will never do it that way. It will be already in the portfolio, and just because it's in the portfolio. and also there is another ceiling so we can only write covered call options on nifty 50 stocks if we have a nifty 50 stocks in our portfolio only then on those we can write covered calls so there is a fairly limited range of outcomes over here and the idea here is not to get substantial gains you you rightly said it's going to be a small incremental gain but every incremental gain helps over a long period of compounding so if you are compounding and doing this activity over a long period of time in a controlled manner you actually might get much higher positive returns over a period Sure, sure. So, what are the risk mitigating factors that PPFAS has been, uh, you know, internally fixed uh, to reduce uh, the opportunity loss risk from writing the covered call options? Are there any? I think the biggest is not to uh, sell any covered call uh, below the purchase price of any share we have bought. That is obvious because we don't want to sell at a loss unnecessarily. If the strike price is below our buying price, we will not write an option on those. Uh, shares could you give an example for this i don't have a fresh example in my mind even if the option gets exercised and we have to sell shares it will be at a profit to our buying price understand yeah Sure, and uh, you know to what extent PPFAS has been currently uh, taking the covered call option? Because as you said, uh, as per the regulatory limit, it's uh, not more than fifteen percent of the individual stock or thirty percent of the overall uh, equity. So currently, at what range uh, PPFAS is actually writing the covered calls? It's the other way around. It is fifteen percent of the overall equity AUM and thirty percent of the sorry, stock. yeah. So we have not even reached close to the limits. Uh, sadly, this this data is not available in the fact sheet because these contracts expire on a month-to-month basis. So we may write a contract in the middle of the month and uh, before expire it gets expired before the month ends. So it doesn't come up in the fact sheet. But in the portfolio disclosure, there is a table which I think in your article also you had mentioned that disclosure basically shows the net gain that we have made. this activity during the month 
so i think that is a fairly good way for people to understand that this activity generating some net gain over a period of time but we have not even come close to the regulatory limits in fact deliberately because we know that the regulatory limit exists and the liquidity may not be there in many of the options Sure. A retail investor who is wanting to uh, select a fund, uh, do they have to consider whether a fund is uh, doing a covered call uh, strategy or not? Does that make any I difference for their decision? I don't think it makes too much of a difference. I think the biggest choice for an equity investor, the mutual fund, is whether they are aligned to the fund manager's time horizon of investment, whether they are aligned with the philosophy of the fund management team, with which scheme they are going to invest in, and what tools are available at the Of the fund manager. So, for example, in a flexi cap scheme of PPFS, there are several tools that we have. One tool is having a long term focus and uh, finding good quality businesses over a period of time, which is, I think, obvious to most investors. Second tool we have is the global diversification. So, as we speak, about twenty percent of the fund is invested globally. That is another toolkit tool we have in our toolkit. Uh, third option we have is the covered call strategy, which gives some additional return to us. So, each of these tools will have different functions uh, within the fund. and we diversify ourselves across all these tools and all these ideas that we have in the portfolio so as long as the investor is aligned with the broad thinking and investment philosophy of the mutual fund scheme and the fund managers i think the covered call piece is uh, i wouldn't say immaterial but a very small uh, factor if they want to decide but i don't think it's a decisive factor thanks that great Thanks, uh, Rana. It has been really wonderful talking to you today, and I also really appreciate PPFS for uh, you know disclosing these details in a very detailed manner, and uh, also communicating to the investors whenever a call goes wrong. You know, I remember that in the recent July 2021 fact sheet, there is a communication by Mr. Rajiv Thakur on why the Coal India co- shares have to be you know sold because of a wrong call on the covered call option. That's really appreciable, and we wish you the best. Uh, thank you so much. for joining us today thank you satya thank you for inviting me and thank you for the opportunity for explaining this thank you thank you listeners i encourage you to read our story titled making sense of mfs covered call strategy at www.livemin.com to understand more about this topic This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.